Hello everyone, I'm Ana Yordekescu and you're listening to the We Include podcast. Here we seek to bring you the most relevant and off-the-shelf diversity and inclusion initiatives. And today we're landing in Romania, home of Dot Lumen, a research startup which builds glasses helping the blind live a better life. We are speaking with the CEO, Cornela Marie, inventor, author and entrepreneur, who is here to represent Dot Lumen and its team of over 40 engineers, professors, disability experts, designers and scientists. We will learn more about their systems, soon reaching pre-production, as well as more about Cornell and his ambition to change the life of over 40 million people. Hello, Cornell. Um, Hello. I'm I'm proud. I think I'm proud as a fellow Romanian. Uh, super excited to have you on the We Include podcast. Thank you for joining me here. Thank you for the invitation. Tell me in one word, how do you feel about Dot Lumen Potential today? Exciting. Definitely exciting is the word. Uh-huh. Um, we have done things which have never been done before. We have set the standards of what assistive technology can do. Mm-hmm. We have proven again and again that technology can change lives. And uh, the future can only be exciting. It's really tough, but at the same time exciting. I guess those two always go together a little bit, right? <laughs> Most of the times. <laughs> My simple understanding is that you design a system which uses artificial intelligence and robotics. Uh, It duplicates the benefits of a guide dog in a scalable solution using the form of a headset. The device understands the environment, computes navigation paths for its users, and transmits information through sound and impulses to the forehead. True. Tell me more, like, why this, yeah, how how did you come up with this idea? Sure. Um... I can go even from the beginning. So basically, I was born in a family where both of my parents and my sister have disabilities. Growing up in such a family, you can imagine that I understood how much assistive technology can help, but also how little assistive technology exists. And many years later, roughly two two years ago, I decided to start this company in order to help people. And specifically, we started this company from a problem that says there are 40 million blind people and the number is increasing. And if you look at what solutions are out there for them, there are not really that many. Specifically mm-hmm. for the mobility sector, specifically for the mobility of the blind, you only have two solutions and they're thousands of years old. And that's the guide dog mm-hmm. or the white cane. Mm-hmm. The white cane, you know, extends perception by a meter, a meter plus. That's what it does. The guide dog, however, by its functionality is unanimously well seen, but mm-hmm. it has a few drawbacks. For yeah. example, to train a guide dog, it can reach up to $60,000. And to take care of a guide dog for a blind person is almost impossible. Because of this, in the entire world, to 40 million blind people, you only have 28,000 guide dogs. Simply put, it's not a scalable solution. Absolutely. And here is where we kick in. As you mentioned, we use the latest in artificial intelligence, robotics, and mainly autonomous driving, scale down to something you can wear on your head to duplicate the main features of a guide dog and then some without the drawbacks that make it non-scalable. Basically, I can give you an analogy. If you have a guide dog, you can ask the guide dog to take you to the door or to take you to an empty seat, or if Mm -hmm. they really know the route, Mm -hmm. to take you back home. The guide dog will do this by pulling your hand. This is what the guide dog does. It pulls your hand, avoids you from obstacles, keeps you safe, etc. You can ask the lumen glasses the same thing, the same commands, and they will do the same. But rather than pulling your hand as the guide dog does, we actually pull your head. So we created and patented this feedback mechanism, which is immensely intuitive. It feels just like someone pulling your hand, but rather than pulling your hand, we're pulling the head 
we're releasing both hands. You only use the the head, which is not really used for many things, True. Uh, especially in the sectors <laughs> which we have, uh, which we use on the on, on the forehead mostly. And it's immensely, immensely intuitive. We tested it with over 200 blind people. And on average, it takes less than five minutes for a blind person to learn how to use the system well enough so they can be well guided throughout the world. I understand. So I understand a little bit where you started. What are some of the biggest milestones so far in the creation of Document? Sure. I will start with, I think, the biggest one, the mm-hmm. fact that we exist. The yes. fact that we exist <laughs> Congratulations. Makes, thank you. The fact that we exist makes no sense. Why? It's incredibly hard to make a startup. So it, um, and when I mean a startup, I mean what you would typically consider as a software as a service startup, mm-hmm. which I think are some mm-hmm. of the most common. It's incredibly hard to do one. But then it's 10 times harder to make a hardware startup. Any, for and them, exactly. Yeah. It's, 10 times harder to make a research startup. Mm -hmm. And then it's 10 times harder to make a med tech startup. And then it's 10 times harder to make a startup in Romania. And in our case, we have to combine all of them. It's a million times harder than any other uh, hard enough startup to make what we're doing here. Mm -hmm. And it makes absolutely no sense, not only that we exist, but the fact that we're growing at the rate we're growing is absolutely Mm -hmm. amazing. Um, so that's like the biggest milestone. The fact that I'm still here today from my position, doing mm-hmm. what we're doing and growing this company is absolutely a huge milestone. And then a few more, you know, starting from the moment we've proven that our feedback technology works, not only it works, it's marvelous. It's absolutely incredible. It works just like magic. It's mm-hmm. absolutely unbelievable how intuitive it is. Uh, milestones regarding understanding the environment. Again, we have to understand the environment as a vision-capable human would do. And yes. it's immensely difficult when you only have something which you wear on your head. Autonomous driving cars can barely do that, and they have tens of kilograms of electronics and batteries and everything. True. Um, we don't. We have hundreds of grams and small batteries to do all mm-hmm. of that. Um, and then, of course, we had some amazing, amazing recognition for our work, which they're not really milestones, but they are for us at least. So um, the fact that we won the Red Dot Luminary Award, the highest industrial design award in the world uh, for the first time f- for a Romanian company. I mean, we have we have beaten Apple at industrial yeah. design. Our, <laughs> in, in the last round, our competitors were, were for example, the um, Virgin Galactic Unity spacecraft, the thing that took Richard Branson to You're space. You're with and the back. big boys, yes, I understand. Yeah, definitely. And we are a small company from <laughs> Romania. That's one of them. Um, the fact that we won funds from the European Innovation Council. Mm-hmm. That's a huge milestone for Romania because Romania is the least innovative country in the EU. There is a public scoreboard, mm-hmm. of innovation scoreboard mm-hmm. is called. Romania is the absolute least innovative country. And if I'm not mistaken, there are, I forgot the number, between 25 and 37 KPIs. I forgot exactly mm-hmm. how many, which basically each one of them compound to, uh, to the position which a country has. Because of us winning these funds, we have actually raised three of the KPIs from zero to above zero. Okay, so and it's not is, just about you, but you're also influencing everything around you in the environment basically now. Definitely. And that that's absolutely a huge milestone mm-hmm. um, for us. And again, for me personally, I was born in a family with both of my parents and my sister, mm-hmm. people with disabilities, and now I'm leading probably the most advanced um, startup in terms of assistive technologies in the world. And it's it's a nice feeling. It's Definitely something huge, to be proud about. Challenge. But yeah, <laughs> true. But it's a huge challenge. So coming to the challenge, what I've learned in my experience is that no matter how 
good your idea is, no matter how much like stamina you have to go with it, you need people to go with you. Um, things become easier. They become possible most of the times if you do have um, somebody to join you on this journey. Who Who is with you on this journey? Who is supporting you in Dotlumen, but maybe also outside? Like you, where do you find this, this like continuous resource to go forward and who's... Uh, who's going to be part of the history of Dot Lumen's success in a way, right? Like why why this actually works? Well, there are definitely a lot of people. Um, we are not a small startup anymore. We mm-hmm. are kind of a large startup. And um, large in terms of what is a startup in Romania, you barely hear of a startup passing 10 people. We are at 40 right now and mm-hmm. we're still growing. Um, so absolutely, absolutely amazing people. I was just actually discussing with a new employee, which, which we have about an ecosystem which we're creating here. So for example... For high school students, the highest engineering award there is out there is the Intel Science and Education Fair. That's like the highest competition yeah. in the world. From Romania, I think only five Romanians ever ever went there. I never went there. I never qualified. Mm-hmm. Two of them work in Lumen right now. Uh, and another one, of, another one of them worked for me previously, but he left Romania a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not in Lumen. Um, we have people, Romanians, mostly Romanians, 90% of the Romanians yeah. um, working here, ranging from, we just got our first intern, which I think she is 21, or mm-hmm. young, uh, up to 50-year-old people with a considerable seniority yeah. backing them. Uh, it's a very diverse, uh, diverse um, environment. We have people which, for example, two of my colleagues have been a few months ago on the cover of Forbes magazine in Romania mm-hmm. for their work, uh, specifically Octavian and Elena, which lead the software engineering and the mechanical engineering team. Well done. We have people which, again, have worked with great companies like Microsoft or Intel. Um, some of them worked abroad and they came back to mm-hmm. Romania. Um, we have people ranging from engineering, psychology, industrial design, sciences, a very diverse background. It's, it's, it's absolutely amazing how many, it's intersection of a lot yes. of things. So for example, we have people which uh, have disabilities, which are part of this company. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have people which are at the beginning of, their, beginning of their career and we have people which have their seniority back in them. Specifically on names, it's a long list. And yeah. uh, that's at least on the inside. On the outside, uh, equally important, we have a lot of great people supporting us. First and foremost, the families and the, and the partners of each one of us, because what we do here is much more than what you would find in a, what you would consider a normal workplace. Yes. So we do work a lot. And there's a lot of support coming from, from all of us on, uh, on those topics. And uh, yeah. And the yeah, that- community, which is still supporting us. I, and going to the community, I think this is a it's a good segue because you're doing this for this, as you say, growing community. You said 40 million, right? Um, and, and increasing. I, I There's guess, actually more than 40 million. Unfortunately, the worldwide statistics, there are a few course, areas in the world reporting. which are, yeah. un, are under-reporting, <laughs> even course. if they're well-developed. Yes. And um, I know you're, you're in prototyping phase now. Correct. So I guess you have your, your, your research groups and your studies and maybe the impact on community is more to come, but do you Mm -hmm. already see anything that, you know, again, gives you a bit of fuel? I guess even when you ask people to test things out, they, they get hopeful. So I'm very curious what is, if there is an impact on community already, um, and how would you see it kind of catching up in the next couple of years? Sure. 
I would actually quote uh, a vice president of the Romanian uh, Blind Association. He basically said, I expected something like this to exist, but not during our lifetime. Mm -hmm. So that's a quote which I really enjoyed. Um, it's absolutely amazing. We get new people, uh, new people with visual disabilities here for testing, and they are still amazed by what we do. Mm -hmm. And it's very difficult to stay, for us, very difficult to stay amazed by our work because we do it every day. For us, it became second nature what we do. And it's absolutely amazing, but we forget that. In terms of impact, um, December last year was the first time in history when a blind person used um, a large supermarket alone. Mm -hmm. So a blind person can't go to a large supermarket because yes. uh, it's way too complicated. Using our technology, um, they can. And we prototyped that. We showed it working. We actually shot a video with the, with the people from Kaufland, Romania, on that. And it's the first time ever when a blind person can use a supermarket, a large supermarket, mm -hmm. without, uh, without any kind of human assistance. Not even with the guide dog. It's not possible. Yeah. So we already see the opportunities. It's... A lot more to come, and we will release a lot more. Uh, right now, we're actually in a phase where we want to focus so much on development testing and everything that we are not going to release too much in the following months because we are preparing something very large. Uh -huh. And uh, it's actually a luxury which we, which we have. We no longer have to work demo to demo because it's not about working demo to demo. Yeah. It's about releasing a product to change lives. And um, we are preparing for a, live, a large pilot, which hopefully we'll do at the beginning of next year. And in preparation for massive production and the um, launch of product, either end of next year, either mm -hmm. beginning of 2024. We're in an electronics crisis. You can't really find many things uh, in terms of hardware these days. And because of this electronics crisis, we are getting delayed. Yes. But still, I think we're on the floating line at this point. Okay. Things, I mean, we said this six months ago, the supply chain will uh, unblock <laughs> and it didn't. It actually became worse in some areas. So we'll see how that goes. But um, I, I hope the plants stay in place and even if they need to move around, it's flexible enough. Um, yes, I saw the video actually. Um, I, I'm, I was impressed and I was inspired and I was uh, humble, to be honest. I think, again, you realize as somebody uh, able specifically for vision, you don't think how normal, very, very boring tasks are ex almost impossible for most people, right? And I think in Romania even more and maybe similar countries, sometimes uh, people with disabilities, they are sh shut away from the communities. So a bit of uh, out of sight, out of mind. Um, and I remember at, there was a point where uh, certain municipalities mandated uh, companies to build those ramps, right? So people actually mm -hmm. get the chance to enter a building if they have um, uh, mobility uh, challenges. And it was such a innovation, right? <laughs> and I was like, that shouldn't be an innovation. These are basic things. So I think what you are doing definitely is an innovation. My uh, interactions with uh, founders like you on this podcast is mm, a lot looking at how the workforce benefits for from including people that in general they've been underserved, right? And they didn't have the exact same access to opportunities, um, or they had to do triple the work actually to to get to a place where where they can thrive, right? Are these conversations that are happening with your group? Because I understand there is a certain direction of increasing mobility, increasing access to, let's say, day-to-day -day life. But I see a massive impact when it comes to these people entering the workforce, these people becoming more confident in their capabilities. And of course, employers tapping into new talent pools, actually. 
Definitely. We have a core belief that better mobility and better accessibility will increase, will fast. Let me say it again. We have a core belief that better mobility and accessibility will increase the education, employment, and social life of the blind. Mm -hmm. And on all three of them, we'll look at specific use cases and specific impact which we can bring. And they're all connected. In the end, they they go to a better quality of life. So in terms of uh, employment, I don't know the numbers by heart, but there are several issues which limit, uh, limit the access of people with visual impairment to certain jobs. Or an obvious one is the fact that a lot of jobs are visually bound. You need visual senses in order yes. to do them. And we're running a study to understand how many of them we can actually, we can actually make accessible mm-hmm. um, to people with blindness using our technology. We are looking at uh, the mobility towards the work environment and back because that's also a challenge. That's also something which impacts uh, impacts the blind. We're also looking at the education side because, in general, if we're, we're doing some studies now to understand really well, how does education life of the of people with visual impairment look, how the employment life of people with visual impairment looks, and of course the social life of them, because we find some patterns which are unfortunately given by the disabilities which they have. Yeah. And we're looking at how to break those patterns, how to broaden the horizon of educational possibilities, how to broaden the horizon of employment possibilities, and lastly, broaden the horizon of social life um, opportunities. We have seen people with severe visual impairment or even blind people which are working in a lot of sectors. We know um, software engineers which are yes. blind, for yes. example. And um, we know we can help. We know we can, again, from an employee perspective, increase the quality of life. And from an employer perspective, raise uh, or broaden the diversity which they can have in their workforce, mm-hmm. broaden the talent pool, etc. I don't know the numbers by heart because the studies are ongoing, uh, but we found some very interesting patterns mm-hmm. and we found ways of breaking them and we continue doing that. And that's actually something which is very important here at Lumen. And I know I'm going roughly towards another direction, mm-hmm. but it's well connected. We have had a thousand ideas in Lumen. Mm-hmm. 990 of them were bad ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but we got kind of good at understanding which are the good ones, working together with blind, uh, with blind individuals. Yeah, yeah. Feedback because it's, it's so hard to emphasize, to, it's so hard to understand this disability. I mean, on a basic principle, it's simple. Mm-hmm. But on a deeper understanding, it's immensely difficult. If you don't have a visual disability, I would say it's impossible to understand uh, not having implications, vision. yeah. Because we are so fixed in our entire life, we spend it with vision. Suddenly, to remove that, it's a complete, a complete difference. We, are, for example, in Lumen, we roughly each one month or two, we do sensibility courses. All of us, which mm-hmm. increase our understanding of this disability. What we do, for example, with blind blindfolds, mm-hmm. and we do a lot of mundane tasks. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> washing, cleaning, um, how do you say, uh, cooking, we do all of it. And yeah. soon we have actually to explore entire cities blindfolded. And I'm actually looking forward to that. It's very dangerous, yeah. but I'm looking forward to that. It's so difficult to understand. <laughs> and we do that continuously here at Lumen, so, uh, first on us and also together with blind individuals to really understand the challenges which they face. And that's mm-hmm. how we find a lot of applications and a lot of uh, things we can do. And then jumping to another thing which you mentioned, the innovation, so mm-hmm. so quote marks of uh, ramps when they began accessibilizing cities. We have a theory, it's still to be proven, but I think we're getting close to it, that 
it's actually more efficient rather than accessibilizing an entire city, which you will never have when you will never yeah. accessibilize an entire city. You will never, not even talking about rural places, but urban environments, you will never mm-hmm. make it fully accessible. It's impossible. Um, rather than doing that, provide technology which the user can wear, which accessibilizing, uh, which mm-hmm. accessibilizes the entire environment. Mm-hmm. And that's a belief which we have. And now we're proving that it's more efficient, both financially mm-hmm. and it's definitely more efficient in terms of accessibility. So we're looking at that direction. We're going to continue that study to determine exactly also the financial considerations and everything. Yeah. Because if everything checks out, we can make the entire world accessible mm-hmm. for people with severe visual impairment, which it's simply not possible with any other um, solution. Yeah. You can't make uh, tactile uh, pavements in the entire world. You can't accessibilize every street corner. You can't do all of that. And even if you do it, then there are other issues in mm-hmm. which you bump into. Mm-hmm. But uh, what I estimate will happen, it will be a trickle effect, right? Like once people gain this mobility, even if they have other types of disability, because again, things are intersectional in many ways, right? And especially depending on the place you live, your other conditions, um, you might discover that this opens the door to a next innovation and a next initiative, right? I think this is uh, what we expect to happen. Um, uh, I, I just I just had a flashback. Uh, I never thought I would have this memory coming back to me, but when you mentioned this uh, sensitivity classes, when I was a small child, I would do a lot of these things with my eyes closed just to experiment. I don't know what's in, you know, when you're five years old, six years old, and you're like, you see somebody, I think I had somebody blind in the village back when, when I, where I grew up. It's like, how, how do these people actually live? And it does help, right? To just put yourself in their shoes. And everybody I have on this podcast as well, they, they thrive because they put forward people with lived experience, right? Without having that uh, driving their product or their service, uh, there are many initiatives similar to whatever we were here on this podcast. But I think the success in the ones that at least I've interviewed so far is because they put first and foremost uh, those with lived experience in that specific topic. Super interesting. Um, Cornell, I'm very curious as well who... Who are you beyond Dot Lumen, right? I think, uh, especially as an entrepreneur, we end up identifying so much with the work <laughs> that we do. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, anything that you you feel, hey, this is representative for me. <laughs> sure, um, it's something which is also it becomes a value of what we do. Actually, there are multiple values. Of, we have four values in Lumen. Two of them are clearly defined. Two of them are in the final process of defining. Mm-hmm. And, well, I have to be honest, they started with for me. So they are my values, which I put in the company. <laughs> um, one of the values, which is our number one value, I would say, or an e- equally with other value, even if I should say that all four of them are equal, mm-hmm. it's definitely a top. Um, our first value is make meaning, not money. And that's something which I agree to. Uh, and the full version of it is make meaning, not money. Money will come after. Mm-hmm. And it usually comes. Um and the second one is design not made, mm-hmm. uh, which is something I really care about. Uh, personally, I really care about great design. And when I mean design, is not how it looks, it's how it works, it's how you mm-hmm. consider it, how you build it, how you think of it, how you think of absolutely every detail. And then you do it all again five more times until you actually want to build it. And I apply that to all aspects of my life. Um, but I actually mentioned this because there's a third value, which really has to do with diversity. 
mm-hmm. um, which is not yet formalized. So that's why I'm not yeah. saying it. Does it exactly have the tagline yet? <laughs> yeah, but we're working on it. We're working on it. Um, but why is it important? Experts can't innovate. That's a thing which I strongly believe. And uh, why can't they innovate? Because academic life and professional life, they teach you to be very good at one thing, you know, to be mm-hmm. an expert in mm-hmm. one direction. Mm-hmm. The problem is that innovation and creativity come from taking, taking something from your left, taking something from your right and putting it together for the mm-hmm. first time. It's impossible to look to your left and to your right if you only are um, prepared to look yeah, forward. Focused, mm-hmm. And that's why I recommend everyone pick up a new hobby, do new things, always change things, always learn more from everything rather than a lot from one thing. And uh, that's something which is very true for me as well, except for what I do here at Lumen. I'm a, I'm a musician. I play multiple mm-hmm. instruments. I have played live countless times internationally from <laughs> hundreds to thousands of people. Guitar is my main instrument. Amazing. Um, I'm a photographer. I'm a world traveler. Unfortunately, due to COVID, I was not able, yeah. I would not be able to reach back. my my goal of a hundred countries by 30, uh, I'm roughly 50 right now. And I only have two more years two, two and a half more years <laughs> to finish. And I most probably will not be able to, um, I'm an industrial designer. I love industrial mm-hmm. design. Uh, so I do a lot of things and I always pick up new things in order to, um, in order to broaden my horizon. Yes. And that's a thing which you also do here at Lumen. Sorry for getting back to Lumen so many times. Um, everyone is invited to bring their hobbies here. Mm-hmm. And we learn from each other hobbies. We're just creating our first band here Yeah, I was just going to ask. Usually that's... <laughs> we, we could that's have done that a, a, a while ago. The problem is we're, we were missing a drummer. And now yeah. suddenly I have two drummers. Ah. You know, when you're, looking, you're lacking something, then suddenly you have... Some can do drumming, some percussion, more classic. Yes, you can mix them up. <laughs> and... Um, that's uh, that's the thing I'm actually looking very forward to, and there are a few more things. So mm-hmm. um, I should be jumping a few weekends back to Malta to do some diving. I have to increase my uh, how do you say my driving certain not driving my diving uh, license, certification, yeah. yeah, my paddy license. Uh, I'm getting back to flight school. Unfortunately, I haven't finished it uh, a few years ago when I started, but I want to finish it now. Maybe not this summer, but maybe worst case next summer. I really want to finish it and fly on my own again. Um, so I'm continuously doing new things. I just purchased a huge 3000 piece Lego kit, which I just am still assembling <laughs> from the last few days. Um, and I continue doing new things. Mm-hmm. Um, except for Lumen, I have a few more endeavors. One of it is in public speaking. Um, I'm a professional speaker and I do that. I really, really love it. And it's very interesting because I'm, I was born an introvert. Uh, however, I so much like going on a stage with a thousand people in front of me and sharing my story. Yes. So that's very, very interesting. I love being on stage, sharing and seeing how my experience is. You get a lot of energy is, for uh, sure. Um, is, uh, actually, it's, it's incredibly consuming. Yeah. So the moment I get off stage, the same for, for concerts, the moment I get off stage, I'm mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. no more energy in me. Uh, but it's not something of being there and sharing your craft and doing those things, something mm-hmm. which is incredibly, incredibly nice. Um, I also have a business in consultancy. Mm-hmm. So together with uh, the largest uh, organizational culture uh, consultancy company in Eastern Europe, which is Ascendis, we founded an innovation division called X by Ascendis. Mm-hmm. And we basically found it with an idealistic purpose of transforming starting with Romania, transforming the differentiator of Romania from efficient outsourcing to yeah. innovation. Yeah. 
because we believe that the differentiator which brought 600 corporations to Romania was cost, but that's no longer available. That's no longer the one which we no. have. And we have to grow other differentiators in order to stay competitive. And we believe innovation is one. And we help corporations and not only large companies in general to innovate here in Romania. And that's something which I'm, uh, which I'm also part of and, uh, and taking part of. So that's basically how I split my life. I'm 120% of my time in Lumen and up to 150% how I live my life. It's split <laughs> between running uh, other endeavors, which I have, um, always exploring new things. And, you know, from time to time, always sleeping a few hours. What I'm learning, your day actually has 32 hours. So I, I might come on your side to see how, how you do all that. I must say I did, of course, I'm a professional recruiter. So I did stalk you a little bit uh, and I saw the the diving experience. And uh, I'm, I'm also quite a lot into diving. And I think summer is... Uh, in, interesting to go back into that. And of course, I wish you, you will get to do everything you want to, uh, for the hobbies. But of course, uh, I am very much looking and rooting for Lumen. This is an amazing story. I can see its implications, not only in increasing mobility and, and accessibility, but you contribute to people's chances, to job opportunities, to social and economical mobility, something that uh, a lot get to do, um, but a lot are actually stopped, not by only by their condition, but also by society, how it's designed and how, how we actually cater for them. So thank you for all your work, Cornell. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for staying with us for the entire episode. You are the best. If you enjoyed this conversation, subscribe to the We Include podcast on Spotify or the podcast provider of your choice. And don't forget to share in your networks. It's highly appreciated. You can find me on LinkedIn for suggestions of initiatives and topics you'd like to see covered in future episodes. They are coming out weekly. Till next time, take care.